Hello everyone, this is Shireen Gentry with the Identity Unveiled book and podcast. My book, Identity Unveiled, Daughter of the King of Kings, is available on Amazon, also available on Kindle. I hope you'll pick up a copy. And if you need something to read while you sit on the beach or by the lake this summer, I think it will inspire you and give you hope. What this podcast does is dovetails my book and gives me an opportunity to give some life coaching direction and guidance. And it all ties in together with who you are, your identity. Now, for those of you who may know my story, I I do have reason to believe with the circumstantial evidence that my biological father is the last Shah Han Shah, King of Kings of Iran, Muhammad Reza Pahlavi. But the book and my podcast focus on the identity that truly matters. The identity that truly matters is not that of birth origin, but that we are daughters and sons of God. And the implications of this identity is that our worth, our value, and who we are comes from Him. And how do we know that our worth and value comes from Him? Well, sometimes when life brings those things into our lives for whatever reason, um, in God's permissive will, not necessarily good things by any means, but those things that challenge who we are. And it's those very opportunities when they are presented in our lives that we realize, well, you know what? My identity is not in these things, but sometimes we assume they are. So today, what I wanted to do is if you are struggling right now and you need some hope just to move forward, then I want to give some tips to you. There's not a transcript for this podcast, um, but you might want to jot down some notes or just refer back to see if, in fact, it is helpful for you. So what I am doing today is I'm going to give you some information, and they've got catchy little phrases. So first of all, um, the first bullet point is pain and praise. So Whether you're maybe grieving the loss of a spouse, a friend, maybe your job, maybe you're grieving the loss of your health, maybe it's the loss of an opportunity, maybe it's just the loss of who you are, your sense of self, Um, maybe who you had been if life had been different. These are some life coaching tools for you to move forward for you to move forward. We don't want to get stuck in life, nor do we want to assume that some of the painful things that occur in our lives define us or give us an identity. So let me start off with the first concept of pain and praise. Maybe you think that the two can't coexist, but in fact, they can. Pain and praise can coexist. So how do you process maybe what you're going through? Let's say, for example, maybe you got a a diagnosis uh, recently that has maybe been devastating or life-changing. Well, you you can praise and have pain at the same time. So how does this work? 
Well, first of all, you admit your pain to God and be as authentic as you can as you cry out to Him. The second part of this, though, is to acquire something to be thankful for. So admit your pain, but at the same time, acquire something to be thankful for. Now, we know that the scientific ratio for this is more than three things to one thing. So to be in a healthy emotional state or healthier, we want to balance out those brain hemispheres to find anything to be thankful for. So practice this daily as much as you need. The second bullet point, places of prominence. I want you to think on this. You know, it's nothing out of the ordinary for people to reassess their belief system or maybe challenge what they thought to be true up until maybe a hardship or a trial. And sometimes without us maybe even knowing it, maybe we've placed our hope or our identity or our worth or value in something that um, really isn't sustainable. Really, in the long term, it could be, you know, your grades. It could be maybe your, your identity um, was uh, performance, job performance. Maybe it was really having good health. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But has your hope been anchored in something that could shift or be taken away? So what we need to do here from a life coaching perspective is how can you start to shift that place of prominence, maybe that situation you were in, maybe the lifestyle you had, um, life you knew it as to this point has altered and shifted in some major way. The goal now is to start placing your hope, if you haven't already, and if you are in this pattern, that's great, but placing your hope and taking steps toward God. Rather than taking steps toward maybe those other people or other things uh, that provided a sense of worth and value to you, again, you know, that's maybe uh, without you realizing it, you let those things define you. God defines us, not those things in our life that can be taken away or shifted So here's the two-step strategy here. Where's the area in your life maybe where you have previously placed your hope? You know, it's not only what we do, but what about the people in our lives? Have you placed your hope um, maybe uh, to a wrong degree or an unhealthy degree even in your children? Um, You know, I've seen that a lot with my generation. They... They are being defined by what their children do and what their children accomplish. We can take pride in our children, uh, but our children are not meant to be our idols. So identify those places where maybe you have previously placed your hope, maybe even without realizing it. And then how can you take a step toward God instead? You're shifting that area of prominence in your life. Now, another little um, thing that I give my clients, it's just a very simple exercise, but to create a top 10 list. 
And these are just healthy, simple behaviors uh, that really kind of builds your toolbox when life gets hard. And they provide resilience uh, for all types of stress and allow you a buffer zone, if you will, for moving forward. So when you have time, um, and if you can think of more than 10, that's great. Even if it's less than 10, that's fine. But I do call it a top 10 list. The third bullet point is perceptions and perspective. Perceptions and perspective. So on a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being not at all, or 10 being I will make whatever change I need to, um, to what degree are you willing to change your perspective? In other words, up until this point, how have you interpreted prior disappointments in your life? Uh, What are your takeaways? Which are your beliefs, whether true or perceived, about how life was supposed to be? You know, don't we all do this? Um, We live with the mindset, well, if I do X, Y, or Z, then there's an X, Y, or Z outcome. Now, sure, there are certain things that um, add to our probability of maybe things not occurring in your life. So, for instance, uh, an example, I don't smoke, so the chances of me uh, maybe dying of lung cancer are very low. You understand the point I'm getting to. But I think we all, uh, whether we realize it or not, have takeaways and beliefs, whether we acknowledge them or not, about how we think life is supposed to be. So here's the two-step process here. Continue, number one, continue to choose uh, to share your honest feelings with God about these disappointments. Uh, Remember the conversation uh, Job had with God? Continue to do this. It's not just a one-time conversation with him. But this is very important, too. A lot of times when we have disappointment, we choose wrong ways of dealing with it. So the two-step process is, um, will you choose obedience while you're struggling? In other words, you don't want to do the the wrong thing. You don't want to trouble your trouble. Um, Are you choosing obedience while you're struggling? And I really want you to think hard about that because, again, your disappointment uh, or your life tragedy or whatever it is that you're going through, whatever this stressor is, you don't want to add to it by troubling your trouble. What's the fourth point? Promises, promises, promises. Have you relied on God's promises in the past, or is this the first time that you've truly had to? You know, we seldom um, take God at his word. Maybe we do. Uh, But I think for many of us, we don't take God at his word until that promise is challenged. Or have we not become familiar enough with his promises to know how he is going to anchor us in a time of pain. Um, And so remember that we can hope in his purpose. We can hope in his peace. We can hope in his protection, his presence, his plan for our lives, his provision, and also his power. All these things 
uh, we can place our promise in regardless of whatever it is that we're going through. The fifth concept that I would like to share with you today, you know, depending on your personality type, you're going to need to incorporate um, something that will speak to you in this stressful time. So, for instance, if you're familiar with the sanguine, melancholy, choleric, phlegmatic personality types, there are things that you're going to need to be intentional about during this time of stress. So for the phlegmatic, easygoing personality type um, who needs some peace and quiet, you're really going to need a slower pace, some solitude, and some simple choices these days. So the question is, how can you incorporate simplicity back into your life? If you're the uh, choleric or choleric personality type, you really need to feel appreciated and feel like you're accomplishing something. Um, so how can you incorporate some proactivity into your life right now? So the proactivity uh, actually does a couple of things. Number one, it's some action steps on your behalf that helps you get on the front end of some choices that you may have to make these days. So how can you do that right now? Now, I am the melancholy personality type. And so even though some would say that I desire perfection, I really don't desire perfection. Maybe that's my age. <laughs> but I do desire organization. I like for things to, to be organized. And so what I need in times of stress is I really need some space. Um, and, you know, you combine that with my introversion. I really need some silence and I need some space just to think, whether it's time alone, whether it's going out for a walk. So if you're this personality type, how can you incorporate some time alone into maybe your daily schedule? Now, if you're the sanguine uh, personality type, you love fun. But yet what you're going through right now is just not a fun time at all. So what you need during this time is some approval, you need some affection, and you need some attention with others. Um, so try to seek that out as best you can. Now, concept number six, I'm calling plethora and pandemonium. Um, if you were to list your current emotions right now, what would they be? Go ahead and write them down. So here's the two-step process for this bullet point. Number one, acknowledge who you've lost or what you've lost. And again, it can either be a person uh, due to loss of relationship or perhaps through their passing. Or maybe you've lost your health. Maybe you've lost a friendship. Maybe you've lost your job. You know, what exactly have you lost? Be specific with what that is. And then realize that acknowledging this is not the same as accepting it. Okay, we can acknowledge something without being at the point of accepting it in our lives. But the second part is just to analyze your feelings about what it is you've lost. Now, if you are not familiar with the stages of grief, 
Here they are. It's denial, shock, anger, anger, bargaining, depression, and then hopefully finally acceptance. But you can waver through all these different uh, areas, uh, this process of grief. It's not um, linear. Uh, it's it's not predictable, and so one day you may find that you're feeling uh, like you're in a place of acceptance with whatever it is that's going on in your life, but then the very next day you may wake up and discover you're quite angry about it, and that's okay. So acknowledge who or what you've lost, and then assign uh, your emotions to that. Concept number seven is I call persons and professionals. So first of all, the two-step strategy, which people or who can walk alongside you and carry your burden? Is it a good friend? Is it a neighbor? Obviously, this person needs to um, help you keep all this confidential um, unless, of course, you're a danger to yourself or others. Uh, but this person needs to be uh, trustworthy, and you know that you're able to share freely and authentically with this person. So what person or persons, and usually it's just one or two, uh, it's not the throngs of people that you would call your friends or acquaintances, and by all means, it's not your friends on Facebook. Number two, which professionals do you need during this season of time? Now, keep in mind, um, pride can get in the way of this, where you say, well, I can handle this on my own. Well, maybe you can, but if the issue is bigger than you are and it's something brand new, maybe you can't ha handle it on your own, and that's fine too. Um, I encourage you just to put your pride aside and to find out which kind of professional you may need in this season of time. It can be a pastor. It can be um, a life coach. It can be a licensed therapist. It can be a licensed marriage and family therapist. If you find yourself in trauma um, or if you've experienced trauma, I encourage you to seek out a clinical therapist, licensed, of course, who is trained in the intervention of EMDR, EMDR, if you've been through trauma. So make a specific list of those persons and professionals that you need during this time. Now, the eighth concept I'd like to share with you, I'm calling it paramount priority. So this is actually based on a counseling model. I've used it before in podcasts the biopsychosocio-spiritual model. And what this really stands for, and it's totally backed up by scripture, meaning the different parts of who we are. The bio is the biological, um, physical part of who we are. The, the psycho part of the word is the emotional, psychological part of who we are. Uh, the socio is the, the support network, the who we need in our lives. And of course, the spiritual model. So it's looking daily at your life by asking yourself, how can just today perhaps take 15 minutes to take care of my body? Am I mindful of my self-talk? This would be the psychological part of who you are. 
You need to be very careful about what you tell yourself about this season of time. Um, Are your thoughts profiting you or are they bankrupting you? Um, you When they bankrupt you, you ask the what ifs. Uh, What if I had done this or what if I had done that? But to profit you, the better question is, what am I supposed to learn through this? And you see, not that it changes the situation, but it gives you a different perspective on it indeed as you move forward. And so lastly, uh, the concept of promise and plan. You know, God promises in Romans 8, 28 to bring good from your time of loss and grief. For this to occur, this is a formula I came up with several years ago. I've actually uh, penned it in my Change uh, Unveiled book, uh, where you first have to surrender it. You know, a lot of times we hold on to whatever it is that we're going through because that's what we do. Uh, We don't let go of it. But you need to surrender it, giving him all of your experience, all of your feelings, all of the circumstances, and then secondly, see how he's going to use this chapter in your life to encourage others. Here's another promise in your pain. It's not that you're going through a good thing at all, but that's not what the verse says. The verse doesn't say that God will use good things um, and have good things come out of it. No, he says that he's going to bring good from loss and grief, uh, so that good will come out of it. Not that what you went through was good at all, but he is responsible for outcome and he promises this. So in moving forward, it's never too late to think about the impact of your life chapter in helping others. Can your story give others hope? Absolutely it can. Now, right now, you may not be at the place where you can actually share that with anyone because you're trying to process it yourself. That's fine. When you have done that, when you are on the other side of whatever it is that you're going through, I guarantee you, because it is a scriptural promise, you will give others hope. So I would like to ask these life coaching questions How can God use this chapter of your life to encourage others? What have you learned that you can share with others? You know, I hate to say it, but our our greatest learning is in times of of, uh, pain and heartache. We have to just make sure we channel that pain and our actions in a healthy way, not an unhealthy way. But you you can have some pretty deep, rich takeaways that this experience may never have afforded you had you not gone through it. Not that it's fun at all. It's not. But here's another question. What did you do well? Maybe, is there something that you could have done differently um, if you've already gone through it and you're looking back on it? Now, I do love this quote by Dr. Zeus. When something bad happens, you have three choices. You can either let it define you, let it destroy you, or you can let it strengthen you. You see, because we have been created in God's image, 
That means we have been created with volition, free will, and choice. So you're at a crossroads right now with whatever it is that you're going through. It will not define you unless you let it define you. It will not destroy you unless you allow it to destroy you. Choose to let it strengthen you. As hard as it is, hold on to hope and let it strengthen you. If you have any questions about this podcast, please feel free to email me at hopeunveiled at gmail. That's hopeunveiled at gmail. I would love to hear from you. Keep hope alive and remember that whatever it is that you're going through, it will never define you. Your identity, your worth, and your value is secure by the one who has bestowed on you your worth and value. Until next time, this is Shireen with the Identity Unveiled book and podcast.